one night I was just sitting there and I was praying. And Al, my very first vision was a banana. <laughs> a banana. I thought, Lord, all these profi- all these things that I get a banana, but it was so powerful to me. He showed, I seen this banana that was just beautiful and ripe on the outside. And I seen these big hands peeling it back. And when it peeled it back, it was rotten on the inside. And I knew what the Lord was saying, and this is you. On the outside, I looked like I had it all together. I was businesswoman of the year in my 20s. I had, from the outside, you would never have known how broken, how hurt, how everything I was on the inside. And I just sat there and cried and cried. And the Lord said, I made this banana. Do you not think I can restore it? And then I seen this beautiful ripe banana on the inside and out. And that's the journey of where he's taken me. He awesome. healed the inside. So now the radi- the love of Jesus can radiate from the inside out. And it's a heart change. Welcome to the Living by Grace podcast with Al Jennings. When you receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness, you will reign in life. Listen in as we discuss the effortless life of God's grace. Hello, everybody. Al Jennings here. Welcome to the Living by Grace podcast. I'm so excited because we got Cassie Bennett in the house. Boy, I've been looking forward to this. Our guest has got a lot to say, y'all. So I want to give her as much time as possible. So let me give you a little introduction and we're going to turn her loose. Cassie Bennett. Cassie is a businesswoman of a successful real estate brokerage selling for 30 years. She's been one of the tops in the state. She's a wife, mother to five amazing young men. Cassie's a house flipper, owns a learning center. She's an evangelist. She runs a rescue with over 100 animals on their private farm. Wow. Travels the country doing street preaching has church on the farm every Sunday and retreats throughout the year, seeing signs and wonders and amazing testimonies of God's goodness. Everybody, let's welcome to the show, Cassie Bennett, y'all. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> oh, look, right. the dogs are even saying hey. <laughs> Great time. Oh, yeah. No, that's cool. That's so cool. Um we're on the farm. So we you understand you're on. You're on the farm. Okay. So yeah, we'll get we'll get through it. So I'm so sorry. Thank you so much. I know you you've got a busy schedule. You're planning a retreat, and you taking some time out for us, and I really appreciate that. Okay. Cassie is having some difficulty hearing me, so we're gonna try to. Get okay, now that. let me try it. Can you hear me now? I can hear you good. Oh, okay, good. Now can I'm you hear- hearing you better. I'm sorry, Al. Okay, no, that's okay. We're going to get through this. <laughs> it didn't help with all the animals. So we're getting ready for this year's retreat. So I had to be here on the farm. And I've got some ladies inside the house that are cleaning. And there's all kind of noise inside the house. They got their Jesus music blaring. And I can't <laughs> stop that progress right now. So no, no, you got a lot. We got the roosters crowing and the dogs barking. I mean, it's just all going on here. Yeah, you got a lot going on. And before before I let you know, (laughs) before I turn you loose, I got to let people know how we met. Now, Cassie and I both spoke at this uh, event in South Carolina. And so we were both speakers at this conference in Myrtle Myrtle Beach. Yeah. And uh, I caught a little bit of, of your message, but Carla and I didn't get a chance to meet you. 
we kind of crossed yeah. paths and you, you had to leave early. And, and so then later on, we were speaking at the same event in Tulsa and all the speakers were at the same hotel. And uh, I believe it was the Marriott. So I got to tell the story. One night I was walking out of the hotel just to take a quick trip over to uh, Walgreens, which was right down the street. And when I came out of the hotel, I saw this cool looking car. Right, <laughs> I never seen a car like this before, and ah. yeah. So then I went on to Walgreens, and then on the way back, as I got close to the hotel, I heard somebody calling my name, "Hey, Al!" And so as I got closer, it was Cassie inside that cool car, and <laughs> I, I, I was like, "Wow!" And that's how we met. You know, somebody's important when they don't park where everybody else parks, they get to park right in front of the hotel, right? Uh, <laughs> well, you know, the coolest thing about that car is that we're giving it away. Somebody's yeah. going to win that car August 12th. We're doing a live giveaway on it. Right, exactly, exactly. I, I'm going to let you uh, talk about that at the end and show uh, share with people how they can have a chance to win this car. Huh? Wouldn't that be Absolutely. cool to win one, one of these cars? Wow. Absolutely. I think it's so fun. We take it around to to uh, fairs and vendors and, you know, it's my little eye candy. Everyone comes up to look at the car and then I tell them about my Jesus. It works yeah. out really good. <laughs> it's a Vanderhall, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, she's giving away not an old one. It's a 2022. And remind yeah. me to tell you how, what my strategy is to win that car. Oh, you got a strategy? I got a strategy. So, are you going to share it with the world or are you going to keep but, that to yourself? I don't know. I'll pray about it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, anyway, enough of that. Let's get into your life story. Tell us, yeah. walk us through your journey when uh, you came to know the Lord, how you were before, mm -hmm. and the transformation that took place in your life. Yeah, yeah. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on and giving me the opportunity to share what God's done in my life. And Absolutely. and honestly, that's what he's told me. He's like, just tell him what I've done for you, um, because that's his heart. He wants to do it for everyone. So uh, I grew up in a lot of religion. My dad was a deacon. My mom was the Sunday school teacher. If the doors were open, I was there. Potluck, ladies aid, you name it, we did it all. <laughs> Um, I grew up Church of Christ, so it was organ music, and I mean, you don't even get to say amen without everybody looking at you, and um, <laughs> so it, <laughs> I was 18, and um, and I just kind of decided, I guess, without saying it, but looking back, I knew I couldn't live up to that standard that was expected of me, and um, you know, we all know sin's fun for but a moment without the consequences that come with it, and and I, bat, I, I fell into that. Like, I'm like, well, I can't live up to your standard. And um, and I didn't try. So I went out and, and I had fun. And I had fun in my late teens, early 20s. And it brought consequences. I got pregnant out of wedlock. And that was, that was hard for my family. And they've never, you know, how to, I, I don't want to say deal with that. But it was just different from what my family was expecting for my life. And they had kind of figured, you know, I, I had people that loved me very much tell me, you've just messed your life completely up. But God had a different plan for me. And he, I say he set me up. 
I bought a home. I was, I've, I've always done very well in real estate. I started real estate the week I turned 18. So business wise, I feel like, you know, it was just, I couldn't get the relationship part down, but, um, I came to know Jesus. I say, he set me up. I, I got this house that was right beside this woman that was just full of love. Like all I knew is I wanted what she had and she just radiated the love of God. And, um, she came home. I'll never forget. She came, I, we met in the driveways one time and, and she said, um, Hey honey, I quit my job. She said, the, um, uh, my husband said that as long as I can pay for groceries, then I could quit my job. And I said, why did you quit your job? She said, I need to spend more time with the Lord. And I'm thinking who quits her job to spend more time with the Lord? Like what? And, um, she said, I'm, I'm looking for houses to clean. And I said, well, I would love to have my house cleaned. And she started cleaning my house. One day I said to her, I said, you know, I don't know what it is you do, but you make my house shine. And she said, honey, the Lord gave you to me. She said, I pray throughout this whole house for you. And that's what's shining the love of Jesus. And I just knew that I wanted whatever she had. And, um, one day I got bold enough because we had talks and we talked about, you know, what she believed and what I believed. And it was radically different, um, or what I was taught. And so one day I went knocking on her door with kind of like an, I'm going to prove this woman wrong spirit, honestly. And I said, Alberta, what is it? Like we read from the same Bible and we get so drastically different things. How is that? And her answer changed my whole life. She said, well, honey, don't ever trust another human being with that kind of answer. Let's get in the word and figure it out together. And I opened the Bible with her. We sat down for probably two to three hours that night. And I thought if I've missed all this, what else have I missed? And my life was so broken, so broken. Um, and just, you know, I thought, Lord, I've made a mess of things. And in the midst of that mess, God's like, I got you right where, right where you're supposed to be. Like, I, he just picked me up. Um, he told me I've got more for you than where I was. He moved me to a state. It was a faith, radical faith move. Um, I learned how nobody ever taught me that you could hear from God. I know that sounds crazy, but I was always, you know, I knew I could pray to God and I knew God heard me or it's mm -hmm. like, you know, if you hear me, but no one taught me that, you know, Jesus talks to all of us. And I was like, you know, this woman kept saying, well, the Lord showed me this and the Lord told me that. And I was like, well, I wish the Lord would show me something. And he's <laughs> like, honey, she, he, she, she, or she said, he says all of this stuff. You just have to be willing to listen. And, um, so anyway, my life just started changing radically. And I, I want to share this because it's really funny, Al, but this was in my beginning walk with the Lord. This was 20 some years ago now. Um, I, I became, I, I got really hungry for what have I missed? Because I grew up in such different um, religion that not understanding the condemnation that I'm just loved. Like I'm just loved. Like that was just such a different concept than what I'd grown up with. And um, so in here, knowing that you could hear from the Lord, like what? So she kept telling me, I told her, I said, I want to hear from him the way you do. And she said, well, go in your prayer closet, go pray. And I was like, I don't even know what that is. I've nobody's ever told me that. And she's like, honey, it's just a way to get alone with the Lord. Just go get alone with him. So I moved all closets out of this or all clothes out of this closet. And I made this prayer closet and, um, I would go meet him in there. And I'd go sit in the prayer closet and I'd be going through the grocery list in my head. And, you know, I could not get my mind just to focus. And um, I would tell her, he doesn't meet me there. And she said, go back. 
go back again, <laughs> go back again. And so I did, I kept going back after about four months, one night I was just sitting there and I was praying and Al, my very first vision was a banana, <laughs> a banana. I thought, wow. Lord, all these all these things that I get a banana, but it was so powerful to me. He showed, I seen this banana that was just beautiful and ripe on the outside. And I seen these big hands peeling it back. And when it peeled it back, it was rotten on the inside. And mm. I knew what the Lord was saying. This is you. On the outside, I looked like I had it all together. I was businesswoman of the year in my 20s. I had, you know, from the outside, you would never have known how broken, how hurt, how mm. everything I was on the inside. And I just sat there and cried and cried. And the Lord said, I made this banana. Do you not think I can restore it? And then I seen this beautiful ripe banana on the inside and out. And that's the journey of where he's taken me. He awesome. healed the inside. So now the radi the love of Jesus can radiate from the inside out. And it's a heart change. You know, that's where a true change takes place. I knew religion told me I should look like this and act like this and walk like this. But my heart was broken. You got to give your heart to Jesus. And when you do that, it's an inside change that just, oh, my yeah. goodness. And the things that he does when you give him all that you've got in your hands. Man, I always say you just can't outgive God. It's not possible. And he oh, has blown good. our socks off. Wow. That is so awesome. Tell, tell us, walk us through how you got into what you're doing on the farm. Okay. So I moved, it was a faith move and I moved to Kentucky. I didn't know anyone in the entire state of Kentucky. Looking back, um, I was 26 years old. God had to take me away from everything I knew to pour into who he said I was. And I always say, you know, God wants to do this for everyone, but not everyone wants to take that faith move. It was so hard. I compare my first year of being taken away from everything I know to being on a boxing match. Like I wasn't trying to fight back at that point. I was just trying to stand. Every single day was a fight, but mm. he was breaking all the old thoughts, all the old patterns, all everything, the condemnation, the religion, the everything off of me. So he could pour the true love of Jesus that changes us inside of me. Um, so I lived here for 12 years. I met my husband and, um, or I'm sorry, I'm no, no, no. I take that back. I lived here for, uh, three years. I was a single mom for 12 years, but I lived here for three years before I met my husband and we got married. Um, we now have five children. Uh, we have four, four of ours, and then we adopted another one. Um, so it's all men, all guys in our house. We've, we've got the frat house going on, but <laughs> I'm a country girl. I grew up in the country in Southern Ohio and I wanted to get back to the country. We were looking at farms and this 150 acre farm came available and it just couldn't, I couldn't even wrap my head around it. I was like, Lord, there is no way that's what you have for me in this. I married a city boy. Like I thought there's just no way. And the Lord just kept bringing me back here. And, um, and I want to share this really, cause it's so good. So one of our, we ended up buying it and I could not understand. I couldn't see it, but I knew God ha wanted to use, like, I always say, this is not my farm. This is his farm. And I'm the caretaker while I'm on this earth. This farm is going to be here long after I'm gone. But while I'm here, I'm so thankful that he lets me get to be a part of it that I want to share it with the world because it's all his. But um, there's a tree in the very, very back and I have a chair sitting back there and my family knows if I'm my truck's here, but I'm not here. I'm back at my tree. Right. Well, this is when we first bought it and I found my tree and 
I'm sorry. I've got allergies in Kentucky here, but <laughs> so I apologize. No, you're good. But, um, so I was going back to the tree on the four wheeler and the Lord said, get down now and pray. And I was like, oh, Lord, that's a good idea. When I get back to my tree, I'm going to get down on my knees and pray. He said, now, Cassie. So I was like, well, you don't know what field you're in because this is not the right field, but okay. So I'm kind of like having this talk with God, but I get down, get off the four-wheeler, and I go to get down on the ground, and I hit this old, rusty piece of barbed wire. And that's just kind of how God will speak to me and show me things. Sometimes it's like a puzzle, and he puts all the pieces together, and it's just beautiful in his time, right? So I picked it up and I just knew God was showing me something, but I didn't get anything else that day. So I brought it back. I put it in the crease of an old Bible in our living room and months went by and I walked by one day and it was broken in two. Well, with five guys in the house, well, six count my husband. He's like a child. I said, oh my goodness, one of those kids broke that piece of our wire. And for the first time in all this, the, the Lord said, go back and look at it. And I went back and he said, that is what this farm is going to be used for. And I said, what is it, Lord? And he said to set captives free. And that's exactly what we see. We see mm. so many animals. And, um, you know, he put in me, he created me. He knew my purpose on this earth. He put inside of me to rescue animals. From the time I was little, I was just always living with the animals. I loved them. Mom had to put big locks at the top of the door so I wouldn't go sleep with the cattle. They would wake up and I'd be out with the cattle sleeping. I mean, I just love my animals. So... <laughs> Now we go around and we rescue abused and neglected animals. And I don't have to go looking for them. God literally shows, he brings them to me. Um, I'll be driving down, it's turned down this road. And I've been obedient enough over the years to know when he's showing me something, it's going to be beautiful. So I do it and he leads me literally, Al, leads me to these animals. And I yeah. have story after story after story of, okay, I pull in and, um, and there's slaughter lots. I've taken 22 horses off slaughter trucks. Um, one wait, story, wait, wait a minute. What is a slaughter truck? Walk us through that and, and, and t talk about that, that horse that you shared about in Tulsa. That was a, an amazing story. You had a, a oh, picture, if I remember correctly. That's right. That's a lure. So, um, yeah, a lure has a beautiful story. So a, a slaughter truck, first of all, is... Um, so in the United States, it's illegal to kill horses for meat, right? Um, but in Mexico and Canada, it is not. So they will put these trucks on these slaughter trucks, knowing they're headed to Mexico, Canada, or outside of the United States. And it's just a very horrible death. It's very gruesome. There's nothing. Um, some of the horses don't even make it because it's a 30-some hour trip. It's not like they're getting cared for, you know, in, on the way to this, this slaughterhouse. Um, and it's just a very gruesome way to, way to die, honestly. And not only that, but it's the, the trip there. They're so scared. Um, it's just, it's just horrible. Everything about it is horrible. There's a reason it's illegal, but it's, it's happening where the trucks are being taken out of the country. Now you live nearby Lexington, right? I live, um, yes. And uh, most of these horses have come out of this area. We are the horse capital of the world. So there's an abundance of horses um, that need help because unfortunately, if the animal's not making a lot of these large farms money, mm. then, or if it's gotten old, which is, you know, quite a few of mine that have been on slaughter trucks are older horses. So they've given, they've devoted their whole life to, you know, making people money. Yeah. But when they're not considered useful anymore, um, people that are in it mm. for the money and not in for the right reasons, 
discard these animals like they're worthless after they've given their whole heart to them. Mm. So, um, but God has so much more for them. You know, it wasn't Mm. just human beings that God rescued uh, at Noah's Ark. It was the animals too. He loves his creation. (laughs) He loves them. And I'm just so thankful that he's given me a fraction of that little heart for love for animals that he has. And, um, and I get to just, Oh, I just, I love my animals. I just love them. So I learned a story. Um, I was driving home one night and I couldn't wait to get home. I was tired. It was a long day. I don't remember what happened, but I remember I was just like, I cannot wait for this day to be over. And, um, I passed this driveway and, um, the Lord tells me to turn around and I'm Lord, not today. I'm so tired. No. And it just got the Holy spirit was so strong. So I turned around, I went in the driveway and, um, long story short, they told me they didn't have anything. And there was another guy that come barreling up the driveway and, and you can't go in and say, Hey, are you abusing animals here? That doesn't work real well. So (laughs) I just, you know, talked to them. I really let them talk. And then I asked them if they have anything for sale. And, um, when I did that, the gentleman mentioned, the, the horses that are hitting the slaughter truck tomorrow morning. And he said, but you don't want them. But yeah, he said, all we have is these and the kids horses, but then we got the slaughter tr- uh, lot behind. And I, you know, I convinced them to let me just see these horses. And when I opened that door, Allure, I named her, I always change every animal's name when they come to the farm because mm. now they have a new life and the old is gone. So, um, God gave me the name Allure for, which means, um, beautiful, mysteriously beautiful and fascinating, which was my Allure to a T. Um, but anyway, she had another horse we called Bride. She's all white. And the, the truck was going to be there at eight o'clock in the morning to pick them up, to take them to the slaughterhouse. And God had me turn around and bring them here. And he gave them green pastures, like Allure got hurt. She was up with the million dollar horses at the, the main vet that they bring these huge horses into. And I was like, no, my girl deserves the best care. So mm. you make her okay. Um, she was older, but I had her for three years before she went on to be with Jesus. And she loved me with this love. She just knew. And I would be driving in the driveway and I would holler, hi, baby. And she would come nicker and, and run into me from wherever she was. She would run right up and nicker when she was, as uh, she ended up dying of, she got infection in her bone, but um, she would get down. It would be hard for her to get up and she would just nicker and cry out to me. Um, it was just, she was, she was my baby. Now, didn't she make eye contact with you at the slaughterhouse as well? No, she made eye contact with me in the lot. So okay. they were on a dirt lot and the gentleman said to me, I said, why are they there? And he said, well, I'm not going to waste my good grass on those horses. So they were on a dirt lot and they were literally ribs and watching all these other horses around them eat because they didn't have value according to this mm. gentleman. And, um, what, what, I'm sorry. Oh yeah. So when I walked in the barn and I opened the door and I looked at her, she met, she looked in my eyes and we just made eye contact and she did not take her eyes off of me. And then bride, the horse that was with her has a deformed leg. So she's much younger, but they were throwing her on the slaughter truck because she has this deformed leg and can't be ridden. So they just said, well, she's not valuable either. So bride is just a little goofy and young and you know, she's acting silly and she's pushing on a lure. But Allure would not, I mean, she would not move. She locked her eyes with me and she knew there is nobody that can tell me that horse did not know I was there to save her. Mm. 
Wow. And the gentleman, um, you know, I, I told him, I said, I'll, I'll buy these horses for a hundred dollars each more than what the slaughter truck's giving you. And I'll have them out of here within an hour. And he was like, these horses have no value. Why would you want them? And, um, I said to me, they're priceless. This is just the kind I love. And, um, that's the kind of animals we have here. We have three-legged dogs. We have blind pigs. We have animals that the world deems useless and they bring so much joy, so much happiness, and they get to live out the life that God had has for them, which is green pastures. Wow. That's so amazing. That is so amazing. What a great story. Tell us the story about the lamb named Mercy. Mercy the lamb. Everybody loves Mercy the lamb story. Yes. I was just at, um, at a conference in Indiana and I shared Mercy the lamb and people was talking to me about that one. So Mercy, um, I was driving past this industrial building and same thing. The Lord told me to pull in. I'm thinking, I don't need any industrial stuff, but okay. So I did it. I had no idea it was about animals. Um, so I pulled in, nobody was there. So I knocked on the door, no one was there. And I'm like, okay, Lord, I did what you said. I'm leaving. And I heard that ah! and I'm like, what, where's that coming from? And I look over and there's a livestock trailer and I'm creeping over and looking in and there's these two really, really big lambs. It was literally like three weeks before Easter. And there's these three really big lambs and, or I'm sorry, two really big lambs. And then there's Mercy. Mercy was this tiny, tiny baby. She had no, or he, I'm sorry. He had no um, fat, fat on him. He just, you know, there was nothing on him to, you know, be at a slaughterhouse for. Um, but he had, when I looked at him, he had organs hanging on the outside of his body. He was in horrible shape. Um, and I thought, okay, Lord, you brought me here. What am I supposed to do? I can't steal these people's lambs. Like, what am I going to do? Nobody's here. So I left and I kept going back and I ended up meeting a gentleman and I'd already called the vet. The vet said, bring him to us. He knows my heart. He's like, if you get him, bring him in. We'll see what we can do. So I got my little lamb, bought him from him, went in. The, the um, vet said, yeah, we can do surgery. No problem. We can fix this. So within an hour, he's sending me home with my little lamb. And I put him in a stall by himself. And I just love to go drink my coffee in the mornings in the barn with my little animals. So I'm going with my little my little chair and my coffee. And it's about six in the morning. And I sit in the stall with him. And this is when the story gets good. I sit in the stall with him. And I'm sitting in my chair drinking my coffee and just talking to him. I talk to all my animals. I'm like, I love you. You're safe now. No one's going to hurt you. And he's just like staring at me. You know, I'm, he's fine as long as I'm sitting. But I tried to get up to pet him. And he started ramming his head into the corner, trying to get away from me because he was scared. Right. Mm -hmm. And so he was ramming his head into the corner, trying to get away. And I instantly sat back down in the chair and the Lord said, that is what it's like with my people. And I said, what do you mean, Lord? And he said, so many times I have to sit and wait for them to come to me and fear them hurting themselves from trying to run from me. And I was like, mm -hmm. oh, Lord. And he said, Cassie, what did that lamb do to make you say, want to save it? And I'm thinking I'm getting a trick question from God here because I'm like, what? <laughs> he said, what did that lamb do to make you want to save it? He was on the road to death and destruction in the worst shape of his life. He had no value. He had nothing to give you. Why did you save it? And I said, because I love it, Lord. And he said, that's my love for my people. He, he doesn't, he doesn't want anything from us. He's not saving right. us because we're good. He's saving us because he's good. He's that's good. what his mercy is. Yes. And that's what he told me. He said, this is what my mercy is. And I right. thought, Lord, it's so good. 
Man, that is so and good. That is like to me, Al, that's the difference. Like when you realize how much you're loved, hmm. it's so easy. Sin doesn't have the appeal anymore because I don't yeah. want to mess up. I've never no. understood a love like this. You love me so deeply and so great that Hallelujah. I I just want to enjoy and bask in this love. And now Thank when you. I mess up, it's like, Lord, I, I don't want to mess up. But when I do, I know I can run to my daddy because he loves me on the hilltop or the valley. Like he loves me when I'm a mess and I'm on the road to death and destruction as much as the days that I'm on that valley. Yes. Like there's no, it's not about how good I am. Thank you, Lord. Woo, that's so good. That is so, so, so good. You, you have so many amazing stories of, of God's goodness and his transforming power, miracles. Tell us about the guy, the meth user that drove five hours oh, to get to the farm. Yeah, that was a good one. Um, so we do church on the farm every Sunday. I'm so sorry. We do church on the farm every Sunday here. And when God told me I'm going to use this farm to set captives free, mm -hmm. like because of my love for animals and we were getting animals, I thought, well, that's what you mean, Lord. But that's just the tip of what he meant. So we bring people on this ground and I've heard over and over and over, Al, something changes when I just hit this ground. Like God is here. He He's here to break chains. He's everywhere. Don't get me wrong. He's everywhere. But there's an anointing here. And I know that. And and so I want to come together with people and pray with people because he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, right? He did it then. He's going to do it now. And I know that. So um, anyway, we we had our women's retreat and some women got set free of things, you know, that they, they were here dealing with. Well, one of the women, and I never even got to meet her, we'll have hundreds of people here for the women's retreat. This one particular woman, I didn't get to really talk to, but she sent her husband. Well, I'm sorry. Let me take that back. She didn't send her husband. She told her husband about this, but then he started using again. He was um, clean for 10 years and he went back on meth. And he, he said he came to the farm one day and he was sitting underneath a tree and it was a Sunday morning. I rode up and I introduced myself and he said, my wife was at your women's retreat and I know the difference of when she came home. I know how she got set free. He said, I was getting ready to put myself back in rehab and the Lord told me get to the farm. He said, I just drove five hours to get here. And I said, then today's your day. I said, he's about to meet you here. And, um, and that's what he wants from us. He just wants us to be willing. He does all the work, right? We just got to show up. Yeah. We got to say, God, here I am. Here's my mess. Clean me up again, daddy. Yes. And, and that's what he did. And, um, and I just, that, that day we talked about the love of Jesus. That's what breaks the chains. Yeah. And I'm like, you're loved. It's over. Like it's done. You, you're not trying to win the war. It's already been once you've got the victory. You've got to say, I'm tired of the enemy stealing it from me. That's mm -hmm. your job. And just stay in and let him fight your battle. And, um, anyway, he left and I really didn't, you know, didn't really get to talk to him that much. I hugged him and talked to him a little bit. Then he left five weeks later, his wife calls. She said, he got so radically set free. I'm going to send you a picture. He don't even look the same. And she sent me a picture, and I promise you, Al, unless she would have told me, I wouldn't have even known that was her husband. He wow. had a glow about him. He was so set free. I thought, Lord, I mean, God is just so good. It was his faithfulness of that, that man that gave him his freedom. Praise God. Wow, that's so awesome. Uh, so let's turn the page. You also traveled the country in your RV sharing Jesus and and have seen God do some miraculous stuff. 
So tell us how you got started doing that. Talk about your RV and and what what you've seen God do. So it was during COVID, actually. And um, the Lord put on my heart, people need me right now. And I told my husband what was on my heart. And God gave me the perfect husband. He's just like, well, where do we go? Tell me what to do. So I'm like, Jason, we need, you know, as much as we can do hitting the streets, we need to wrap the rig with Jesus on all sides and just start driving. And, and it God is a rig, y'all. I'm, I'm telling heart. you, this this thing is amazing. How, how, how big is that? It's 45 foot long. Wow. It's amazing. It it attracts attention. I'm telling you. It does. <laughs> and, and, but it's all, it's got Jesus on the side, all over Jesus it. on the back. And it just simply says, I love you. Wrapped in Jesus. And that's what they need to hear. And we've received hundreds of messages. We hit the streets in it. And, um, and we'll go around and just share in the love of Jesus. We wrapped an enclosed trailer and we put a hot tub in the trailer and we baptize out on the street. Wow. And we spent three months out doing this and we have amazing stories, amazing stories. And um, I'm sorry. I've got cough drops. I've got my, my Kleenex <laughs> no. is like, I refuse to not do this show today, but I'm telling you, my allergies are kicking. Uh, go ahead. You, you are. Tea. I'm doing everything I can to be sitting here, Al. <laughs> no, you're, you're good. You're, you're healed in Jesus name. Thank you, Jesus. I yes. received that. Well, so one of my favorite stories out on the road, we started this um, and uh, we went, we were headed. Where were we headed? We were headed out to Florida and going down South. And the thing that's kind of difficult about doing this is you don't know where you're going to be when you're Holy Spirit led. I don't know where I'm going. When I pull out of the driveway, I don't know if I'm going left or right. I'm like, Lord, take me where I need to go. And so it's hard to get reservations at campgrounds because normally, especially the winter time when you're going to a hot place, you got to be booked up, right? Mm. There ain't no booking up when you're doing it Holy Spirit led because you don't know where you're going. So we finally found one night at a campground and cause we spend a lot of nights at Walmart parking lots. Um, so I was like, I want a campground, honey. I just want one night at a campground. So we're headed to it. And then the Lord put on my heart. That was my desire, right? The Lord put on my heart, St. Pete. And I just kept hearing St. Pete. And I was like, Jason, we're supposed to go to St. Pete and it's in Florida. And he said, well, you need to tell me right now because I need to turn around. Is that where you want to go? And I said, yeah, that's where we're going. There goes my campground. <laughs> but God is so good. He had, um, I called St. Pete. Sure enough, the lady's like, we just had a cancellation. So I had, we had one night at a campground. We pull in. This woman starts taking pictures, which we get a lot of because it's, you know, it's got Jesus on all sides of it. Mm -hmm. And I didn't think anything of it. Well, the next day I was talking to her in this group of people. And she didn't say anything. I said something about Jesus. And she said, wait, are you in that Jesus rig? And I said, we are. And she didn't say anything with all these people around. Everyone kind of left and she stood there and talked to me. And then all of a sudden she got really close to me and she said, you're here for me. And I said, I am. And she said that she tried taking her own life two months prior. And she mm -hmm. said, I'm okay now. But the whole reason for this trip, I told God, if you're real, then I need you to show me. And she said, when you pulled in, I knew you were here for me. And that's the God we serve. Like, yes. you know, our job, it's so fun. I say all the time, it's so fun to serve the Lord. It is so fun is. to serve the living God. Like, it's just like, there ain't nothing like it. That's right. And it's just so good. So 
we knew our job was done there. We packed up and we were gone again. Um, but we have story after story. I can say that when we travel, I would say the most ministry is done on I-75 or on the interstate. We will get hundreds of messages when we go out pouring in that, you know, I was crying out to God and I said, if you're real, you need to show me. And, you know, and he did that. Or I'm not, I just lost my mom and I, I had to pull over on the exit because I was crying so hard. I just said, God, I know I haven't cried out to you in years, but if you even want to hear from me and then you come rolling by with, I love you. And he just puts us right where to touch these people. And that's the God we serve. He's just looking for people being willing to be his hands and feet. Like that's all we got to do is say, here I am, Lord, use me. And he will use you in such amazing ways that the natural becomes secondary to the supernatural. Like I see what's yeah. going on, you know? Yeah. And that's a fun way to live this life. Nothing like it. We're blessed to be a blessing, right? That's right. That's right. We are and so blessed to be a blessing. You talked about in Tulsa about an atheist. I thought that was a great story because you also sometimes feed people when they come to the rig when y'all are at a campground and you share the story about an atheist that came by and y'all ministered to him. Do you remember that? So we've talked to multiple atheists. Um, it's really funny. This last trip that we went out on, God does a thing. Every time we go out, if we go out for like, say, two weeks, there's kind of like we've learned, there's kind of a pattern. It just, it's okay. really crazy. But this last time we went out was we met atheists after atheists after atheists. Mm. And God was working on their hearts and just using us as the vessel, of course. Mm. This one, we went into a campground and, um, and I'm sorry, everybody's making noise around me. I'm sorry. I can hardly no, hear you're you. Good. Um, but we went into this campground and, uh, this atheist, I didn't know he was an atheist. He was sitting there and I just walked over and I gave him, we have these little crosses from Jerusalem that we like to give out. And um, so I went to hand him, he was real nice and talking to me and I went to hand him a cross and he said, oh, never mind, I don't want that. And I said, okay, well, God bless you and have a good night. And I turned around to walk away and the Lord said, ask him why he didn't want it. And I'm like, oh, really Lord, I don't wanna do that. He said, ask him. So I turned back around. I said, do you mind if I ask you why you didn't want that? And he looked at me for a second. He said, do you really want to know? And I said, I really do. He said, then sit down and I'll tell you. And I ended up sitting down with him for two and a half hours at his campground site. Mm. And his wife came. We cried together. We laughed together. And when I heard his story, I understood why he felt the way he felt. And I said, everything. He was a very, very smart man. And um, I said, everything you've experienced was not God. Mm. And he loves you. And we just sat and cried and cried. And um, the the seed was planted. Like he definitely, we ended up in every night, we always, wherever we're at, we offer food to anyone that wants to come over and hang out around the campground with us or the campsite. So we told him, I said, if you'd like to come over, he was the first one there and the last one to leave. Wow. And um, it's just so beautiful. That That's so awesome. So the stuff that he had been through, did it come from religion? Yes. Yes. Yeah, it was just, religion and church and um, mm, yes, definitely religion. And just the ugliness that can come with man-made religion. Mm, wow. Religion is cruel. <laughs> so Cassie, you're obviously doing a lot of stuff and we haven't even touched your real estate business. So you're doing all this stuff and what if, 
you know, there's some people that would say, well, I'm doing a lot of these things, people that are doing a lot and they're doing it for the Lord, for his, to earn his love or his, mm. to earn his acceptance, to earn his, his favor. What's your motivation? Obviously you're doing a, a lot. What is your motivation for doing it all? And, and talk about. That's a great question. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and I used to be there, like it would wear you out trying to do to get, like, I felt like, God, I've been so bad. Like this was before I knew Jesus. I knew religion. It was like, I just want to, you know, I got to do this and I got to do that. And man, that, that'll wear you out. Mm -hmm. I am God created me to be, um, I don't like to sit. I don't like grass grow under my feet. I like to go, 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 but that's who he made me to be. Right. And, um, but I'm not doing it to try to earn his love. I know I could never do another thing today. I could sit here and just spend the rest of my life and just in basking God's love for me and not do one thing. And he doesn't love me any more or any less than he does it. when I do all these things I got going on. Yeah. I do them because I just want to share what he's done for me. Like God wants to do it for everyone. And I'm not trying to get anything from him. I already got it. And I just want you to get it too. Like that's just a whole different um, place of coming from it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So awesome. I, I think about when Paul said that I work. It's not that he didn't work, but he didn't work in order to gain God's acceptance. He's already accepted. He says, That's I right. work more abundantly than them all, but That's not right. I, but the grace of God within me. So we're, right. we're doing it not by human might, not by human strength or power, but by God's spirit. Yeah. And you're, you're and so totally full of like life. You don't get worn out. I hear all the time. I just had a message right before I got on with you. And she's mm. like, I don't know where your energy comes from. And I always, I'm like, I can't take credit for it, sister. It ain't mine. It's God. And, <laughs> and it is like, he gives me the strength and, and I know I'm going to run and not faint. Like I know he's got me because I'm doing it. Um, I'm not doing it to get from him. I'm doing because I'm like, God, you are so good. And I just want the world to know your goodness. Yeah. Yeah, I tell you, that's that's so good. We've covered a lot of ground. And before I let you go, tell us about your upcoming retreat. Oh, thank you, Al. Yes. So this is our eighth annual women's retreat. We have women fly in from all over the country. It's June 3rd. They can register at royalranchministries.com. Um, it is so it's coming up. That's like, in a little, a little over a week, right? Next weekend. When does the registration end? It doesn't like, just, okay. but you just got to register. So I know how much food to buy for you. Got you. That's the only thing. It's all free. Um, we never charge for anything we do. We just, you know, God takes care of everything and, and we, um, we just want to give like that's our hearts. So, uh, we do these retreats and we, right now we've got 260 women registered. Oh, wow. Can men come? So we're super Can excited. I hang out with your husband if I bring Carla? There you go. <laughs> yes, you can. We, he, they get to drive the golf carts. He loves his job. He drives all the women around on the golf carts. Oh, you, you're going to put me to work. That's all right. <laughs> you're going to put me to work? Yes, I am. going to put you to work for sure, Al. <laughs> yeah, well, so um, you can register at Royal Ranch Ministries. It's an amazing day. We, okay. uh, we see so many baptisms. So many people come to, come to know the Lord and just... We physically see that um, that religion broke off of them. Like you can 
when they get it, like that is the best feeling in the world when someone gets it and you get that they get it, that I'm loved, like I'm cherished. I'm the apple of his eye. Like, mm. like it just changes everything. Yeah. Praise God. That's so awesome. That is so, so, so awesome. Um, how can people connect with you? Well, you just mentioned your website and we'll, we'll put that in the show notes. I'm sorry. Say that again. People are talking. I no, apologize. That, that, that's cool. How can people connect with you? You mentioned your website and we'll put that in the show notes. Royalranchministries.com so, or on Facebook at Royal Ranch Ministries and Rescue. Okay. All right. Cool. 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 Thank you so much. Before I let you go, let's say for someone who's listening to this, who may be hurting, may be burnt out with religion, maybe are tempted to quit or give up on life. Um, would you, would you pray over them? Absolutely. Yeah. Lord, we just come to you today and we thank you. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your mercy. We just thank you, Lord, for your love. And we thank you for thank the ability you. just to share this love with others. And father, I just pray for the people watching this show right now. I pray for those that are broken and, um, and hurt. Lord, yes. I pray that they will come to know the love that you have for Thank them. You. Let the let the blinders fall off of their eyes and off yes, of their Lord. ears, that they will begin to walk in the goodness that you have for them and know that they are enough, that they are loved, that you have so much good, that their best days are ahead of them. Yes. Father, we speak life in abundance over every single person listening to this show. Yes. Father, I thank you, Lord, that they will rise up to be all that you have created them to be. Yeah. And we thank you that you've given us. You said, I've given you the power and the authority. What you bind on earth, I'll bind in heaven. So we come against every foul demonic spirit that tries to come against their life, against all that God's got for them. We rebuke it in Jesus' name. We thank Thank you, Lord. We thank, thank you that you, their Lord. best days are ahead of them. We thank you that they're whole. We yes. thank you, Jesus, that you paid the price on that cross, <laughs> that by you, your stripes, by the beatings you bore, we are healed. We receive it and we say thank you and amen and all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God, Lord. I thank you for Cassie's healing. I thank you that she's healed from the top of her head to the soles of her feet. You sent your amen. word and healed her. Thank you. Thank you, Father God. You've taken sickness out of the midst of her. You are Jehovah Rapha, her healer. And I thank you that your healing power is driving out all those allergies right now. In yes, the name Lord. of Jesus. Amen. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. This was so powerful. Thank you so much, Cass. You are so welcome. Thank you for having me. All right. Well, I'll let you get on with your day. Have an amazing day. Thanks, everybody, for joining us. See ya. Thank you for joining us today for the Living by Grace podcast. You are greatly blessed, highly favored, deeply loved, totally righteous, and destined to win because of Jesus. Have an amazing day.